hate me. I know I haven't been on here in a while. Okay. Um, I've had a pretty busy summer so far. Um, at work, I just wrapped a fashion show. I got back from Italy. Well, not just now, but I got back from Italy two, three weeks, three weeks ago. Um, that was really an amazing experience, but obviously it was also really stressful and I'm just now starting to get back into my routine of things. It's already the middle of July. Um, I'm recording this on the last day that I'm 23 years old, which is pretty cool. I've been saying to myself all day, like, whoa, like this is the youngest I'll ever be in my life. And really like, obviously I know like duh it's like the last day before your birthday but it's actually kind of cool when you think about it like this really is the last this is the youngest I'll ever be and so I'm really trying to well I tried a little bit today to like really be present and be in the moment and be like whoa like this is my last day of being 23 and honestly I am so ready to be 24 like I feel like everyone warned me about 23 being a hard year and I definitely agree like it was just a very eye-opening year a lot of hardships a lot of tears a lot of ups and downs but a lot of good too a lot of growth and like I just feel like when I look back on my last birthday it's crazy to think how much I've grown mentally and just the the things that I've done okay so like as I've grown up right okay no wait how to explain this like when I think about back when I was 16 and I I was thinking about like my boyfriend when I was 16 and I can't even remember what the fuck we used to talk about like I just feel like our brains weren't even developed and we weren't even deep people yet like I thought back then that I had like profound thoughts but it's just so different as you grow up and I can't even imagine what I'm gonna be like when I'm 40 like I'm gonna be like oh god when I was 24 I didn't know anything but like (laughs) I because I know that but I feel like today right now I know as much as I know right um, but yeah, I just, I just think about how when I was 16, I would imagine, oh, like, you know, when I'm 21 or when I'm 25, like this, this, but I'd never even really thought that my thought process would be different too. Like, I didn't even know you could have new thoughts. I, I don't know how to explain that, but I, yeah, it's just cool growing up and being in the work, like industry and meeting people in your adulthood. Like there's just so many different things that you didn't even know or prepare for when you were like younger anyway so that's pretty cool I'm in my bedroom right now recording this and I'm really excited because I'm going to Miami this weekend actually when this episode goes live this the um I'll be in Miami and I'm really excited because I'm doing a 24-hour party so because I'm turning 24 we are staying up all night all day and all night for 24 hours my friends made an itinerary for us all girls tripped girls gone wild crazy i just want like one experience of just like no sleep crazy wild in your 20s night like you know because i don't normally do things like this i mean i can get a little crazy i can have fun but i want to just go like all out i make i made them 
make me or I ask them to make me like a bucket list thing or like things that I have to do throughout the day. So I'm really excited, but little did they know, I also have some things for each one of them too. I have two things. I made these little bags and I put their names in it and like little packets. Like I put, okay, so I put like a caffeine face mask, um, some vitamin C, um, party smart tablets for us to take like during the day and before we go out that night. And then I wrote on a piece of paper, two things that each of the girls have to do throughout the day or the night and they have to do it. They did accomplish it. So I'm really, really excited. Okay. So last week or not last week, last episode, I want to say last two months ago. Oh gosh, guys. Um, yeah, I kind of have just been on like a hiatus. I'm sorry, but, um, Anyway, last episode was about nostalgia or, and to carry that topic, because it is kind of the same topic, I'm going to be talking about your inner childhood. And I feel like right now, not right now, but like in the past year, I've heard this statement so much. And maybe it's a thing that adults were talking about. And just when I was a child or a teenager, no one really said, like, I kind of heard like, oh, like channel, channel your inner child. But I never really knew what that meant exactly. Okay. So I'm going to paint the scene for you guys. The year is 2008. You're walking on the beach. You're on your last summer vacation before school's going to start. You still haven't read that summer reading book that's due in a few weeks. You have your pink, you have your hot pink iPod Nano with your silver headphones. You're walking and you're listening to Bottom of the Ocean by Miley Cyrus. And you're looking out at the waves and you're pretending like you're in a movie and you're thinking about your long lost lover and you're wearing your pink peace sign, limited to, or justice, bathing suit, two piece. And you're barefoot and you're walking around and life is good. You know, you're a little melancholy because you're really into the song and you're a little sad too because school's starting soon and summer is almost over (laughs) okay this is really specific to myself I don't know I just triggered a memory in someone else uh this was my childhood Uh, I don't I'm pretty sure that I did this I remember the summer that the Meet Miley Cyrus or was it Breakout? I think it was it was either Breakout or Meet Miley Cyrus Hannah Montana album came out and I mean I had that album playing all summer long with my he- headphones and my iPod Nano and then I got an iPod Touch and I remember I was listening to the music on there too probably some Jonas Brothers too oh yeah I remember listening to There She Goes Again okay thank you um yeah so <laughs> Um, I was actually, okay, no, wait, since the last episode, when I was talking about how your favorite song is formed when you're, like, 12 or 13 years old, I've been really fixated on that, and, like, thinking about how a lot of my favorite songs (laughs) are when I was that young. Like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you guys are gonna judge me for this, but I just wanna play y'all, one of my favorite songs is, and it reminds me of Summer 2009, like vividly like if you look up top hits top 20 countdown summer 2009 that is just gold okay i'm gonna play you guys my favorite song (laughs) 
okay is that is that anyone else's favorite song like i just love that song even when it's not my birthday i mean i'm so excited that tomorrow's my birthday i'm gonna be playing that on repeat the whole day like when i'm driving it's just so fun to sing and i remember when it would come on the radio it's like birthday shh birthday shh and god i mean i was like literally nine years old like singing that song but i just loved it and it just i don't know like back then it just gave me when i would listen to songs like this and also like me and you cassie i would feel like i had lived other lives when i was like nine ten years old listening to these songs like i feel like i could picture myself in these songs or something or i could just see the world that the artist was building and so when i listen to them now i still kind of feel that way when i'm listening to them i don't know so interesting and i would love to know what some of y'all's favorite songs are and if that song does something to you okay so basically inner child work teaches you to parent and nurture your wounded inner child now i feel like sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean are wounded like it's some stuff that like maybe we loved as a child like i don't know playing with um doing like science experiments i used to love doing that or painting drawing and it's like things that you loved as a child that maybe you stopped doing or you know things that you do now in your adulthood that like really fulfill you because you were so passionate as a child you know doing that oh like i know also a good example is doing theater like i was a little bit of a theater theater kid like i would go to um i was a part of this theater program and we'd put on plays and then in high school i just got kind of discouraged from it didn't really do it still haven't done it and i've been thinking about recently like taking like an improv class or like an acting class in la not that like i'm trying to pursue that as a career but like I just think it'd be fun to like be in a play like I just miss that I miss that going after school or on the weekends to play practice or like auditioning and like learning a script and having the practice like it was so fun because I just loved living in like fantasy like I just loved um escaping and I don't really know what that says about my childhood <laughs> but I and I still love it I still love fantasy and like otherworldly and just building worlds and Oh, I just love all that stuff. Anyway, so early child work is the process of reparenting the littles that were neglected, abused, abandoned during childhood. So the formative years of childhood are zero to nine and that we learn about emotions, safety, and who we are in the world and form connections. When an experience feels unsafe at that age and no adult steps in to offer comfort, the pain and shame can linger for years to come. Inner childhood exercises are one way we can access that younger self and offer them the comfort they needed but did not have access to at the time. So the first thing, of course, would be to acknowledge your inner child. I would say your inner child isn't really like a childlike personality. Like some people I think are turned away from the idea of inner child. It doesn't mean to act like a child. Like, I mean, maybe some people can or maybe that's healing for them but it's really just a part of your subconscious mind that experienced and still remembers your childhood moments and emotions like both good and bad and your inner child feels safer when they know you're paying attention to them so simply to just acknowledge them remind them that you're looking out for them and send them your love um Oh, this one's sweet. Okay, I'm reading this from um, psychcentral.com. This one says, hug yourself daily. That's so cute. 
It says the body remembers trauma. Supportive physical touch can help soothe your, soothe your inner child. So you can practice something called the butterfly hug. Okay, wait, this is like really sweet actually. So you hold yourself tight. So it says, okay, wait, to practice the butterfly hug, you cross your hands over your chest and you link your thumbs together to form the butterfly's body and you position your fingertips just below your collarbone and you tap your chest by alternating movements of your hands. So tap with your left hand and then your right and take slow, deep breaths and gently, uh, gently observe your thoughts and feelings without judgment. Okay, also you can picture a happy childhood moment. So bringing yourself back to safe and calm memories even when like you feel like overwhelmed like even if you wanted to i should probably do this actually if you want to print out a picture of you when you're little and like put it somewhere in your room on your mirror i don't know i feel like it's a sweet reminder to also not be so hard on yourself we are so harsh on ourselves sometimes and, like the self-talk that we do to each other is ridiculous and just to have that reminder of that little girl or boy like looking at you and just remembering like what you do things for like what do you live your life for and being kind to that little person is really sweet and to think about that they're watching you and they're looking after you in the same way that you look after them okay also there's something called mirror work i don't i didn't know sorry i feel like i don't know what that is but now that i'm reading it i'm like okay maybe i understand i didn't know that's what it was called so when you say negative constructs such as i don't matter or i'm not good enough are they're often formed in childhood from mistreatment slash abuse during these years so mirror work can help you rewrite these narratives so literally it's looking deeply at yourself in the mirror each day and making powerful healing statements such as i matter what i want matters i will not stay silent i really like what i want matters because sometimes i've struggled to speak up for myself or like yeah in friendships or in work scenarios when i want something or when i see i like i doubt myself i'm always like oh i think I want this or I just don't feel like it matters sometimes and I really want to practice that like that is that is self-love and caring about yourself is being confident in your choices and what you want does matter and setting boundaries okay yeah anyway that is something that I try okay so I have like my affirmations written on this little like whiteboard next to me and I try to read them off and like do you guys ever say affirmations and you like really you say them but like you really want to try to believe them so like you're really trying to or like you know when you're i don't know if anyone can relate but you know when you're like really trying to be in the present moment like okay this happens to me more often than not but i feel sometimes kind of numb like to life like i'm just kind of existing a little bit like i want to really take in the moment but how I don't even know if that's like really possible to do in every waking moment of your life like to really be so aware of everything going on um actually no I think it is possible I think it's just work and practicing it I remember when I first read the book the power of now which I still have not finished it's time to come back to that one because that one really changed my life 
I think that I still remember a few things from it, but I remember, you know, like one of those books or something you read that actually changes your life or like the way that you think it actually did. It helped my anxiety a lot and being like okay in the present moment and not being scared of the future and trying to let go of the past and like really feeling that like being in the power of now so that's a really good book actually to like stay in the present moment and probably also to say my affirmations like in the mirror that's the whole point I was saying it's like the mirror work thing sometimes I'll say my affirmations and I'm looking in the mirror but it's like it's just like I'm looking at a reflection like I want to like tell myself you know um yeah anyway okay so the next thing it says to do is to practice self-compassion of course it's not always easy to be kind to ourselves like I was just saying we tend to judge ourselves pretty harshly but if we start practicing this self-compassion it can majorly improve your relationship with yourself so things like self-compassionate journaling positive self-talk self-compassion meditation Ooh, challenging your inner critic what does that mean challenging your inner critic i guess that would mean like okay if you say to yourself you know i'm not this i don't this i suck at this you challenge it with like what evidence do you have to support that has anyone ever said that to you? Does anyone make you feel that way? And then you can kind of like debunk your own thoughts. Because something I also have been like talking about lately with one of my friends and just experiencing is the fact that like we aren't our thoughts. Like actually, no, I need, I really would love to do a whole episode of like, you know how, okay, like internet culture, social media tiktok instagram like the comments section i feel like people just start to see people comment shit and they start to own that thought too like perfect example is the idol i don't i know that was so such a controversial show but i just want to like give my two cents for a second about it sure it was badly written some parts were like okay this is stupid some parts i thought were good okay some parts were interesting and I enjoyed watching it, honestly. Like, it was interesting for me to watch. I wanted to watch it. Yeah. Some parts were kind of cringy and whatever and definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. But it was interesting at the least. So, I just don't understand. Or I do understand. I do understand. I just don't agree with, like, people commenting on the weekend's Instagram or, like, Lily Rose Depp's Instagram or anyone, Sam Levinson, whatever, and being like, I will never look at Abel the same. Like, this is disgusting. Like, trying to, like, cancel his character. Or not his character, but, like, him. It's like, what does this say about art and freedom of expression? Like, art is supposed to be controversial. And also, he's playing a fucking character. Like, maybe this is in his dark, twisted mind. Like, hello, he already has done things that are, like, dark and twisted. But like, I mean, I mean, maybe you guys look at, you know, Quentin Tarantino and I guess some people might think he's like a psycho and a sicko for like the movies that he makes. But like, this is their, their dark side of them. Are we, come on, like we all have weird darkness to us, right? And I'm not trying to like, okay, first of all, I'm not, let me just say that I also the only thing that I was upset with about the idol was the fact that they scrapped the first idea and like they filmed the female directors 
you know, whole season, I think, and then like scratched it and then brought Sam Levinson in. Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, I wish I could see the first cut of the show, but it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like on like this culture right now of just like not having your own thoughts like everyone just feels kind of like robotic a little bit and someone comments one thing and then you go and it's like this group of like woke people who think they know what they're talking about but like you guys really aren't like you guys are just saying what you think because other people are commenting are you really even thinking for yourself and like maybe maybe they are maybe some of them strongly feel this way but I just feel like majority of maybe it's my age, maybe it's Gen Z, maybe it's a little bit of millennial. I think what's after Gen Z? Is it Gen X? No, because that would be before Gen Z. I don't know what they're calling after Gen Z. Anyway, um, yeah, so I just, I don't even, what was my even point? Oh, wait, guys, what was I even talking about? Oh, yes. Okay. The idea of like our thoughts aren't our own. It even goes with self like being harsh on yourself like those aren't necessarily your thoughts these are things that are in passing or things that you've been taught to believe like the whole thing with like beauty right now okay and like a buckle fat removal or a nose job or botox like i'm speaking for women here but like we're all victim to it like i even you know sit in front of the mirror and like pull things back and like tuck this here and like move this here and it's like would I even have looked at myself this way if the beauty standards weren't what they are today because I was looking back at photos of myself in high school and being like oh gosh like people thought I was pretty like guys liked me like my boyfriend liked me like that's that's so mean for me to like say that about myself but it's just like the standards back then even though not even back then was like what six years ago like times have changed very quickly especially with beauty standards it's only six years of time wait that's actually crazy okay like seven years six to eight years that's very fast so what's i wonder what six to eight years from now beauty standards will be i hope that people will start to go back into like natural beauty and finding imperfections beautiful and I don't know like even when you look at like old 2000s movies or if you look through magazines like some of these girls look like their girl next door like they don't even look like the Instagram supermodel I don't know it's just so crazy how we just like have this expectation of how we're supposed to look or like I don't know. Anyway, anyway. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) challenging your inner critic. Okay. The next thing you can do for healing your inner child is writing a letter to your inner child. Okay. This is really sweet. State the words in your journal and read them out loud. Read the words you would have wished you had heard with love, kindness, and compassion. Write to to let your inner child express themselves with a story or a picture you can also converse with your inner child by a turn alternating wait alternating between your right and left hand oh that's cute (laughs) that's kind of a lot but that's cute that's cute um oh wait that's really interesting then this non-dominant hand technique is explored in the depth in the classic book the creative journal it contains more than 50 prompts to help you release feelings explore dreams and solve problems whoa that's very interesting 
Okay, the next thing you can do is identify your emotional triggers. So what makes you instantly upset, angry, or fearful? Oh, okay. I like this practice. Can you trace them back to negative experiences in childhood? Perhaps your dad never truly listened to you, so now you feel rejected when your partner is too busy to pay attention. When you identify where this pain originated, reassure your inner child that they are safe, safe, loved, and heard. Oh, that's super interesting. You know, I think that there's always like exercises you can do, even if you don't necessarily have a therapist or like access to a therapist. You can do this exercise. You can write down what, and you, or you could like keep a mood journal every day and like identify your triggers or like when someone says something to you did that piss you off like what and what triggered you and then keeping track of that so you could think oh I think this triggers me because this this and this and then you can kind of like reframe your thinking process and like it was saying earlier um challenge your inner critic and like talk about talk about that what what happened was the person at the time who wasn't giving you this this and this were they healed probably not most of the time hurt people hurt people so you know you can always like have compassion for that too and sometimes it's interesting to also think about other people's inner childs like if someone is being really rude to you or angry with you or just like showing toxic behavior you could try i mean I'm I'm sure it takes some effort because like maybe in the moment you're just pissed or you're just annoyed at them, but really trying to, if you want to be the better person, trying to think about their inner child and how you would talk to them if they were a child. You might be more compassionate. You might be more patient with them. You might like not excuse their behavior, but just just to like de-escalate the situation you're in by like viewing them as child um okay the next thing to do is to make time for play okay this is like my favorite part um try spending time doing what you love to do as a child get all the coloring books listen to music listen to birthday sex play with clay write a story run barefoot in the grass yes like skip around skip around do a cartwheel you know watch an old cartoon the important thing is to feel creative and inspired again Play is built into our schedules as children, but play in adulthood is just as important. That's so cute. Like we did have like playtime in school and we should still have playtime because life is so serious. Like things are so serious all the time and it's so nice to just not take things seriously for like an hour or like if you can allow that, I don't know, doing something on the weekend, like doing something like nice to yourself. Okay, the next thing it says to do is to enter infant meditation. So practicing meditation regularly regularly can help people heal from past traumas. Um, research from 2017 suggests it may reduce stress and the effects of childhood trauma and improve health outcomes in adulthood. So inner infant meditation is a powerful meditation developed by John Bradshaw, the pioneer of inner child work. Oh, well. So in this meditation, you go back to reclaim your infant self and bring yourself home. Oh, wait, wait, I saw this. Guys, actually, this is really fucking cool. I saw this on TikTok. It's like, okay, if you Google John Bradshaw's reclaiming and healing your inner child, there's a recorded meditation 
that you can listen to and I think I think this is the same thing I saw on TikTok it's basically like a seven minute thing and you I don't want to like spoil it but basically like you close your eyes and you picture your child like you as a child like five years old and then you're you're standing next to them I think like maybe you're you're thinking of a memory of like you're sitting at dinner with your parents or like some sort of situation with like other family members and you basically go into that memory and you introduce yourself to the child and you tell the child that you're going to you're gonna they're gonna come with you and you like pick them up and you tell them that you're gonna take them somewhere safe and they're gonna be okay and I I can't remember if you pick them up or you hold their hand but you imagine you're taking them away from that scenario and then they're walking with you and all the people currently in your life that are like the strong people your friends maybe a parent now if you've healed something but like your friends like your important people in your adult life I can't remember it's really sweet though and it kind of makes you get emotional too it's really healing I think to do something like that and to imagine also hugging your little self like that's why I think you should keep a picture of yourself when you're younger like printed out somewhere I just think it's really a really sweet um memory and to somehow try to you know if it was a bad experience like trying to reframe it and trying to know that like that's you and like you're okay now and yeah oh that makes me sad okay Okay, so the next thing you can do, it says, is to continue to educate yourself. There are numerous books and online resources to help you on your inner child journey. Um, like the one I was just sharing up, uh, with, or sorry, by John Bradshaw. Okay, and then lastly, I'm just going to give you guys an example of ways that you can like, this is like a story that I'm reading online, of a way that you can identify something that's coming up. Like whether you have feelings that come up in situations that trigger strong emotions like you might notice anger abandonment or rejection insecurity vulnerability guilt or shame or anxiety and if you can trace these feelings back to specific childhood events you may realize similar situations in your adult life trigger the same responses so here's an example your partner suddenly becomes busy with work and doesn't have time for the big night out you planned While you know they'd still prefer to spend time with you, you still feel rejected and frustrated. Your disappointment manifests in a childlike way, with you stomping off to your room and slamming the door. Considering what happened through the eyes of your inner child can offer some valuable insight in this scenario. You realize your partner's sudden need to work made you feel just as you did when your parents canceled plans, playdates, even your birthday party because of their busy schedules. In this way, listening to the feelings of your inner child and letting yourself experience them instead of pushing them away can help you identify and validate distress you've experienced. An essential first step toward working through it. So, yeah, I think that identifying things that bother you and then you could like go off like let's say you're you upset let's say you're you upset I just <laughs> I just said you upset um let's say you know you storm off the other room like whatever being by yourself for a minute like writing down okay or like just talking to yourself for a second how do you feel how can someone how can someone support you what do you need from your partner in this scenario so like 
maybe that's sitting with these questions for a minute, taking time before your inner child feels safe and secure. You know, maybe it's expressing to your partner like, hey, like once you've like calmed down and like figured out that it's, it is something in you that you need to heal, just being like, hey, you know, just say, so you know, like this is kind of like a trigger of mine. Um, this is what I need as your support. Like I need, um, I don't know. I don't actually know what I would do in this scenario. Like I would just probably express how I'm feeling to them and then just so like they'd be more aware of it. So maybe next time they could like come more compassionate to the situation. Like, hey, babe, you know, I know that um, you really wanted me to do this plan, but um, I'm not able to come because this work came up. How can I make it up to you? I really want to be there for you. I care about you. You know, I want to support you. Well, I don't know. You teach their own, but it's just something that I thought of while I play therapist today. I'm not a therapist, but I'm just going to give my unsolicited advice. Okay, guys, um, thank you so much for listening. I promise you'll hear me next week. I'm back being consistent right into the Google Sheets. I think it's on the Instagram Chronicles of a Curious Soul. It's on the Instagram. Tell me what you want me to talk about. Um, and yeah, I am going to be 24 tomorrow. So excited. Love you guys all and love you guys. <laughs> I'm tired. Love all of you guys and thank you for listening and see you next week. Bye. Bye.